Hi, welcome to the 16th episode of Another Side of Fear. This is the podcast where we talk about strengthening our money and mind power through recognizing God's authority within ourselves. I am your host, Wisdom Walters. Hello, hello, everyone. I am extremely excited. I hope you can hear it in my voice because we are about to launch our first children's book on July 17th of this year called God, Where Do You Live? This book has been in the making for a very long time, three years to be exact. And to now have it holding it in my hand is something that only I know God did. I am super excited. All of us are super excited. I'm extremely grateful for all the support and manifestation that my husband put in me, that our parents are backing us, that our kids are excited. And I would be totally a problem if I did not thank my publishing assistant, No One Like You Editing Services. Miriam and her team are phenomenal. They helped me from the beginning to the end. And when I mean the beginning, I mean the absolute beginning. And even when there were road bumps and I would slow down a little, she would send those reminders. Hey, how's everything going? And she knew how important that is. If you've ever tried to do anything, how you need that, just that question to kind of push you along and hold you accountable to what you want to manifest. So I am so excited. We have it for pre-order at Amazon as well as on the website at anothersideoffear.com under our books tab. Everything is up there. Our prayers, um, conversation starters, activity sheets. I love word searches as a kid and coloring. So I want to make sure that was up for you all as well as just, um, just some information about the different stories that we talk about in the book. So I'm excited. Um, if you support, if you share that the book is out there, that's supporting. Thank you. Thank you. And we look forward to this book just manifesting and spreading the message that God is truly within ourselves. We tell our kids that now as adults, they will be impactful. They will be empowered and they will achieve their dreams. All right. Well, as always, you can find us at anothersideoffear.com, um, on Instagram at anothersideoffear, and at Twitter at anothersideof1. The book was the major news that I've been talking about these past couple episodes. So again, that, that'll be out that July 17th, 2021. And for today, we're just going to talk about a masterpiece, my moment. I'm talking about the story of Elijah today. So that story is so big for me that I just want to make sure you get everything, every drop, every word, and it fills you up so you can be inspired as well. So with that, the Dream Pass Survival segment for the next show will have two Dream Pass Survival points for you. All right. Okay. Next up is our Masterpiece Mind Moment. I realized 16 episodes in that we have not talked about me in this Bible at all. (laughs) Uh, What I mean by when we haven't talked about me in the Bible at all, I'm talking about Elijah. In this Bible, mm, 
when I read it, First Kings, Second Kings, I think of myself in this character. Elijah is, he just speaks volume to different situations that I have experienced in my lifetime here. And I just really resonate with him on a lot of different levels. So much so that when my husband said he wanted to name my youngest Elijah, I was like, oh, it's more to this here. So um, Elijah's one of my favorite characters because <laughs> he, he embodies me a lot in this um, in this world. How like working solo, um, how, you know, work in isolation kind of thing to kind of get your message out and how it's a realization that you do need other people and things like that. Like that was me throughout <laughs> my entire school time where I thought I could do things on my own when really I needed God. Um divine connection with other people because I had God but he was saying that I need other people so that's just one similarity that I have so I want to talk about Elijah today the famous and dramatic Israel prophet Elijah so when you talk about Elijah he's up there with Moses who was the law and back in the Old Testament of course you know they had the laws but the prophets were around to remind the Israelites that hey you got to get back to God they would prophesize about how things would happen if they didn't do x y and z which was the law in God's you know in God's timing and so with that he was definitely one of the ones that was at the transfiguration in the New Testament where it's Moses, who represents the law, Elijah, who represents all the prophet, and Jesus, who represents this new sacrifice that everyone was talking about. So that transition of power up there that the three disciples that were able to see, were able to see that in those three, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Elijah, who was the one who was always having to confront authority, confronting authority, and was rejected a lot of times because of this message that he's confronting the world's authority with God's authority. So it was a lot of hesitation in regards to that. So just to give you a little setup of where I am in the Bible today, I'm actually in First Kings 18 and 19 so both of those chapters and just to set it up a little bit we're here where King Ahab and his queen Jezebel were having the people believe that they should worship idols and this particular idol was called Baal B-A-A-L and so Elijah is telling the people, no, you need to follow God, not Baal. So what happens is he brings all the people together in chapter 18. And when he brings the people together, he's telling them like, hey, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal, he's got like 450 prophets. So this is what we're going to do. 
I'm going to have it where you guys bring two bulls, one for the Baal people and then one for me. So the prophets of the Baal, they choose whichever one they wish to cut and cut into pieces. They're going to lay it on the wood for their altar and they're going to do this without setting a fire. Okay. So what's going to happen is he told them to go first. You guys go first, prepare what all you need and call on the name of your God, but do not set fire to the wood. So they went on ahead and prepared everything and got everything together. And so they started calling on this bow person from morning until noontime. They're shouting, help us, help us, bow, answer us. Nothing. Nothing. So much so that Elijah's like mocking them. He like shout louder. What's going on? Is he sleep? Is he? Do you need to wake him up? What? Where is he at? So then, when it's Elijah's turn, Elijah tells the people, "Come on over here." So he did. The people came over there. So Elijah took his twelve stones, one to represent each tribe of Israel, and he used the stones to build the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons of water. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he bought those four large jars of water and poured it into the water hole to water over the offering and the wood. So the the trench was just holding the water. Okay. After that, Elijah is like, he goes in and he starts, Oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. And so God comes down immediately and the fire blazes the bull, the wood, the stones, the dust, and even dries up all the water instantly everybody's like oh my goodness singing his praises oh god oh my goodness and so elijah says get all those prophets of Baal. don't let one escape and kill them kill them there because they're false so then after that everyone's praising god and they're excited and um the other people are upset like confused and then the other people you know the priests are dead and so elijah starts praying for rain he tells ahab you better go because the rain's gonna come and this is rain that's been after a drought for three years where it was not rain so now we're here and jezebel gets word that this has occurred and she is upset she's like okay he killed all my priests i'm gonna kill him so at this point elijah's fool right he's fool because he's like i did everything i was supposed to do i got some results mixed in the middle but i got some results but what he did was he was kind of flustered that 
what they saw, what the people saw, didn't turn them immediately, especially Jezebel and Ahab. Like you've seen all this, you should have been like, okay, God is the one true God because Baal was gone somewhere. Well, it's not all powerful like our God. So I'm showing you this. So he got so frustrated from (laughs) seeking other people to determine his success. So that's what we're talking about today. You have to learn that other people's reactions does not determine your success. He was very much so successful in this moment because he did what he was supposed to do. And this Bible, as I read over and over different stories and read my books with that have different notes, sometimes notes I've written several times over. <laughs> um, I look and I think success really is being obedient to God and what he's asking us for. And we have to sit down and really think about that when we're doing our overview of how successful we are. We can't put our success on how people react and that's for our children that's for our spouses that's for our family members our friends anybody we have to say have we been obedient because when we do that we're giving them the power we're giving people the power we're giving society the power to determine what success is for you And as I began the episode, I said, everybody's definition of success for them may be different. So with this particular story, I wanted to bring it up because it is one that has helped me to remember, well, to really plant a seed of where success really comes from. Although I may go back and It'll flood my mind or I get distracted and I'm looking for a reaction for someone to give me that satisfaction of success. It is when I take really a moment to reflect that I understand that you did do a good job because you were obedient. If I was obedient, right? So... Just to give you a scripture again, that was first Kings 18, where all this occurred. I'm going to read 19 and the part I'm going to read in 19 is verse three through verse four. And it says this, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town of Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Enough. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. End. And that was out of the New Living Translation. So he's at the point where he's so full because these people haven't reacted the way he thought they should have. Welcome arms and 
understood everything he's he's upset he's frustrated and that show that speaks to his human nature right that shoe that speaks to his um how he is how we can go through these situations and yes we love god and we know who god is and it'll be one situation that'll trick you up and you'll be like what what is going on so much so that he asked god to end his life he was like i'm done i'm done i can't take anymore how many times have we said that i i know i've said it many times like i I just i just can't but then as soon as you do that um let me tell you what god led him to do so he's in the wilderness he ran away he's talking to god he asked god what he need him to do god let him sleep god let him sleep and he let him eat he let him sleep and he let him eat he sent the angel to him to remind him you need to eat you need to eat get up and eat some more for your journey ahead will be too much for you is what the angel told him get up eat so he got up and he ate and drank all the food and this gave him strength for a 40 day 40 night travel to mount sinai the mountain of god he had to travel so no food no water so at this point before he started everything as far as this journey wilderness one day right he asked god look take my life god said look okay at this point i'm gonna let you sleep and i'm gonna let you eat because we we got some talking to do so what he did was he let him eat he let him drink and then he let that water and food sustain him for his 40-day, 40 40-night 40 travel to Mount Sinai. Because at this point, he was going to meet God and talk to him on the mountain. So from this story, we're learning, okay, we may have our moment, but maybe we should get some rest. <laughs> maybe we should eat. And then after we do that, let's go in to God. Maybe that's you fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, or whatever particular number he speaks to you and say. So you can get your mind together and get ready and strength for the next part of your journey. Because it's not over. Even though it may feel like you're not successful, even though it may look like you're not successful, let me tell you, you are successful. Because God's power is in you. His authority is already in you because you've accepted it. And so he sees things that we're not able to see in that moment. And so he has this power. If we choose, if we choose to be confident in his all-sufficiency power, then we can push through in a way where we could be like Elijah and find that place, find that solitude, find that time to speak with God personally. So that's what he did. He eventually makes it to Mount Sinai and the Lord talks to him directly and says, what 
are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You see how that conversation go up? It's not calling on, oh, Jesus magnifying that. You don't have to do all that extra stuff. He just blankly asked. He actually started, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah, tell him why he here. He's he's broken. He's like, I done did all of this. They done, I'm the only one left of your prophets, and they're going to kill me too. And you know what God told him? <laughs> Whew, this sends chill down my spine of what he tells him. He tells, he gives him the time to give out his emotions, and then he just responds with action. Go out. Stand before me on the mountain, verse 11 says of chapter 19. Go out and stand before me on the mountain. Elijah stood there. And there was an earthquake. There was a fire. There was all these different things. But he didn't didn't really speak to him through them. He just let him notice it. But then there was a voice. Of a soft voice, not one that came out of earthquakes and thunderstorms and all that. It was just a simple voice. And I'm sure you've heard it before where he asked him again, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Elijah? He tells him to go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus in verse 15 of chapter 19. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi. So he actually replies to Elijah's emotions with action. God is not letting him set up his emotions in him right in god he's not gonna let him set him up in elijah at all he's like get it out and then i'm gonna tell you what you gotta do next i'm gonna tell you what you gotta do next because that is what you need to do that all that other stuff is a distraction you have to be about that action all that other that needs to be on t-shirt All that other stuff is a distraction. You need to be about that action. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this shirt like that. That I think that I gotta narrow it down though. All that other stuff is a distraction. Be about that action. Be about that action. He doesn't allow him to set up this anxiety, these emotions, this oppression, or any of that. And he kind of really, in the fact that he giving him a new task, shows that, like, you worthy. You're worthy. Because I'm giving you something else to do. He reassures us that he has lined up people to fight with him. Like, I got, I got people that's with you. You're not alone. You may think that you are, but there are people who still believe in me. He tells him, the inside information. Hey, you know, we love to have some inside information to kind of know what's going on in the future. This is going to be the next king. You need to go anoint him. 
And I'm also giving you a successor because I hear you. I hear that you're tired. So you need to go find Elisha because he's going to be your successor. So he gave him something to do right now, right? He gave him a task that's going to push him forward because he know like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this with my people because he knows how devoted Elijah is. And he gave him an end game. He gave him some closure to say, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm going to have your successor here. Just go get him. So I just want to just close today to just remind you of the fact that you have to take the time to figure out what success means to you. What it means to you. Because what it means to you (laughs) and God will help you bring you back, I should say to your actuality, your reality of how successful you really are. And that one person's reaction or many people's reactions, if it's not what you thought it should be, doesn't deem you a failure. When we look at Joshua 1 and 8, where God blatantly tells us what success is and what we need to do. He says, meditate on this word, right? Isn't that what God tells us to do? Meditate on it when? Meditate on it day and night. That's what he tells the people that we need to do. Meditate on it day and night, he tells you. Meditate on the word day and night. Study this book so that it never departs from your mouth. Obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. That's what he says in Joshua 1 and 8. He's talking to the leader who is taken over from Moses. As they enter into the promised land. That is important. We have to know what's required of us. What is required of us? In 1 Kings 2, 3. And observe what the Lord requires. Walk in his ways. Keep his laws and requirements. So that you may prosper in all you do. What's required of you? We talked about it. Loving yourself. Right? What's the first one though? Loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Loving others as much as you love yourself. Right? So those are all things that really this book is really telling you about. And of course, the Ten Commandments um, that you have, but really what we say, 12. We talked about that in episodes back too. So all I just want you to do is commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. So that means work as if you're working for God towards these plans. But use Elijah, (laughs) use his story in 1 Kings to 
be a reminder of what could be. And take the time to rest when you're feeling overwhelmed, depressed, frustrated, confused. You want to rest, you want to eat, and you want to go to God. And when you go to God, you tell him how you feel. And he's going to combat you with action on what you need to do. And somewhere in that action, he's going to tell you what's next, what you need to do, and how we're going to wrap it up to let you know, like, I hear you. I hope this blessed you in some way. This story, Elijah, blesses me often when I'm feeling a certain way. And um, it's no coincidence that we're saying it here today with me starting and launching a new project. So I just want to make sure that everyone has this powerful story planted in their mind with this perspective to allow you all to just stay at his feet, but also acknowledge your emotion because your success is not determined by others' reactions. Concludes our episode for today. It is my hope that in all things you prosper and be in good health. I hope that you're able to also determine and define what success means to you and use Elijah's story to be put in a way where it can manifest in your life abundant prosperity in all that you do. Always remember that wisdom lives together with good judgment, knows where to discover knowledge and discernment, common sense and success belong to me, insight and strength are mine. Wisdom is he, wisdom is she, wisdom is you, wisdom is I. Until next time, I am Wisdom Walters.